Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Crucial conversations. We could also call this car talk with Jamal and Don. Hello, you're the ninth caller. We've got a guy coming, <laughs> calling from the... Uh, Jamal, how you doing? You're calling I'm, from the car. I, I am. I, I definitely am. As they say on Clubhouse, to reset the room. For those of you that are just joining <laughs> us, uh, Jamal and I... One, uh, we sneak these in when we can, and like lately, it's been difficult. So for those of you who are like, hey, you guys aren't doing it as often, give us some grace, man. We're busy. Um, we still talk every we, morning. Yeah. Yep. We do. Sometimes we just can't press record. And uh, although it's sometimes, some, sometimes it's funny, you get mad. You're like, man, we should have recorded this morning. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Unless people were uh, listening to me while I was walking around in the dark this morning at 6 a.m., let's recap, or in the case for everybody else, for the first time, let's go over what we're discussing this morning, shall we? Yeah. So, I like where we, we're going. We, yeah. So, we were specifically talking about systems and relationships, um, and also their relation to each other. And the, the one thing, and I say, uh, this, is, um, this has become a point of learning. This has become a point of learning for me this school year as I have transitioned to uh, a different role within the school district that's a little bit closer to home. Um, and, you know, really when you're transferring, you get to see the, the, the different spectrums or just the, the different ways things operate because no two schools are alike. You can have a school that's across the street from another school and they operate completely different. And, but within those differences, you start to look at any organization that is high performing or any organization that's underperforming. I believe in, in my learning right now in this season of life, it comes down to systems and relationships systems specifically talking about talking about that having having processes in place and we've talked about that before organizational leadership the relation the 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 relationships is not only having relationships in isolation but it's also having great relationships within the systems and within the relationships between the systems to one another. For example, if, um, if I am trying to get something done, let's say I'm trying to do a grade enhancement program, I have to understand not only the system that I'm gonna run at the school, but I also have to understand the parameters that the district sets. And then I have to find uh, a teacher who can align themselves with those parameters and the vision that I have set. Then I also have to go through um, with that teacher, have a, a relationship enough with that teacher to, to ensure that I'm doing what's right for kids uh, at that given time. And, and not only that, just from a technical relationship standpoint, what's the personal relationship standpoint? Because we are social creatures. And for those who say, well, you can just separate, you can just separate the, the technical or the professional relationship from the, the social relationship that is required. And you can, but that's really not best practice because 
people are a whole person. And sometimes people can't differentiate themselves from their profession and differentiate themselves from who they are socially. As a matter of fact, that's typically not the best way to, to live your life because you start to blend the two too much and you become more of something that you don't want to be. That's interesting. Um, so in your experience, well, you know what, like you're earlier in your, in your role here, um, how has that affected? And I don't you don't need to get too personal, but uh, how, like when you're new to a, a system, you're, when you're new to being in the leadership position, how do you get that off to a, a good start? Well, so the, the first thing, whenever you're new to a system, um, and unless you have a reputation that precedes you, and like if you're Michael Jordan, oh, Michael Jordan's coming to the team. Well, you're going to have instant, you know, relationships with people based on who you are. And people will be willing to listen until they determine if who you are aligns with who they are. Um, so outside of being having a reputation that precedes you, you're, you're really going to go into that new system and your 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 competency, your skill set to develop systems and manage systems that are already in place. Now, like I said before, managing those systems that are already in place also means managing people who are already in place. So it, so it's so in your new role, if you're switching or you're doing a lateral move or you're doing a job that's similar, and those those systems are similar and what they need to get done or if you just if you're a person who understands what needs to get done from point a to point b being able to um being competent enough to say okay here's the plan here's what we're going to do because what typically what people do when you're the new guy or the new girl they they um jockey for a position so to speak um and and i say that in in such a way that like they, they jockey for their position yes everyone is trying to get the duties that align with who they are and what they want. Oh, we've never done it this way. Oh, here's how we do it. And they're going to tell the new person, here's what's been done. Not that they're lying. Some people, some people will straight lie to you, <laughs> but for the most part, this is how I want my job to be. And here's what I'm communicating to you, especially like I, I know a tactic that um, a strategy that people use is going on a listening tour air quotation. Well, when you go and listen to people tell you what they want uh, or what you want to hear. So you have to be very careful with the listening tour because actions speak so much louder than words do. So being able to not only hear what people are saying, but assess their actions yeah. as well. It's a strategy. It often, you're right. It's oftentimes a strategy move in the sense that like, well, I listened and I heard you, but Right. And it's something like, but. in some cases, like, it's good. It's and like, it, it, you, I don't think it's anything wrong with it, but yes, it, a lot of times it's a chess move. Now, the things that I've heard, right. and, and I've, I've heard a lot of people talking lately. I, I'm, I was on a, a wonderful uh, clubhouse room and uh, it was on impact investing. And, and this is a little bit of a sideways turn, but go with me here. They, um, some people were on there and just like with righteous indignation, telling people that, you know, people are stupid because they're not buying my product. Because when you buy my product, I'm going to give 20% to go, you fill in your charity. 
And some people were trying to say gently, like, well, maybe go with me here. Maybe your product isn't that good. How dare you? Because I want now they structured that in a way where they could do no wrong. And, and, and so when you start talking about systems, they're like, when you go on these listening tours, you're like, well, this is what's wrong. And you're positioning things to favor you. And that's the dangerous part because like we're all self-preservating, preservating preservating humans. Humans, Of course, of course, we're going to tell you what is going to be the best fit for us. The problem is though, is when you cannot see the leader trying to navigate what's best for everybody. And, and I think that's also where you get into this, this, um, the inclusion Bermuda Triangle. Oh, I, I've seen some organizations that are not inclusive, guilty, 100% guilty. But I had, yep. I've seen some things, people like, well, you're just not being inclusive, decoded as you're not doing the things I want you to. Correct. So, so now I'm going to call you not inclusive. You're not listening to me. And, and then I, and right. It's like, like I put it on Facebook the other day. I'm like, hey, throw me some examples of state leaders, community leaders, church leaders, business leaders. And I had a whole bunch of people go like, well, they don't really exist. It's the employees. And like, don't get me wrong. Every great country is ran by great people. Every great business has great employees that help push it forward. But if there's not somebody to assemble, things just don't magically happen. A leader right. separates those selfish interests and makes it right. So when I was like, no, what, like, but leadership. And then I had people like literally tell me there are no great leaders. There's just people. I'm like, I, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Like, but, so but, re- respond yep. to that. Cause like that makes, cause like you live in an interesting world now because You've been an assistant principal and a principal and like, and I'm not saying that being a teacher is easy, but on some of the decisions, like no one wants to make, you get to be the scapegoat. And so when people are like, you know, there's not really great principals, there's just great teachers. Well, that that's, it's, you still need great leadership to make sure everybody assembles. How do you, yeah. how do you portray that message, Jamal? Well, well I'm going to answer it with a question the best way. I know how. Um, who who is greater, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Mm. Who is greater? Who is greater? Uh, Michael well, Jordan or Phil Jackson? Yeah. So so you got to think too, or or is Bruce Arians just as good as Bill Belichick? Yeah. You or. Or what about the years that Tom Brady didn't win with Bill Belichick? Do those count? So, so leadership, leadership has a significant impact on on life and the world. I there, I don't think that there's anybody else on this planet. And I'm gonna say this emphatically, um, but I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I'm take this with a grain of salt. I'm sure that there's somebody else, but there are not many people. Phil Jackson, Last Dance. They made a whole movie about a dude who was getting fired from his job. There's nothing that you you can go undefeated, and I'm still not bringing you back. And the guy goes out and wins a championship, gets fired, manages probably the most quirky team. I mean, we, we're having fistfights. We are, we're having Vegas getaways in the middle of the season. 
We're having people, you know, lie, slander, and do all of these other extracurricular activities in a season in which we have the greatest player, arguably. But Michael Jordan didn't manage all of those people. If you read Phil Jackson's book, he talks about how he managed the relationships and the systems that went along with it. That, that is what leaders do. Leaders manage those systems in relation to one another, in relationship to others. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to try to. Leaders manage systems in relationship to one another, in relationship to others. So understanding the people and understanding the systems that the people operate in are, are key. But when you have no systems and you try to be all touchy-feely and I'm a people person, you become charismatic with no substance. When you try to be too system-oriented, you become full of substance with, 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 with no emotion or no feeling. You become isolated. You become too smart for people. So a leader is someone who doesn't necessarily know how to do everything. Charles Schwab was not an engineer. Was, was, he, had, like, he didn't have the same level of expertise as the people that he led. But the one thing that Charles Schwab was, was a great leader and managing people. Charles Schwab was um, on record from what I believe and audience, correct me if you're wrong. Don, correct me if you're wrong. Charles Schwab was, was the first manager to make a million dollar salary. Charles Schwab rose up to the coal mine one day, legend has it, and he sees some people smoking outside of a no smoking sign at, 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 the, old, at, the, old, uh, uh, at the old factory. What does Charles Schwab do? He walks up to those men. He gives them all these really expensive cigars. He says, hey, I'd appreciate if you smoke these over there and walks away. What am I doing? I'm managing the people within the system. Don't smoke in front of, don't smoke in front of the, the no smoking sign because you could kill everybody in the mines. But I want, I want, also want you to know that I value you, but I just need you to smoke these over there. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a, it's a good example. B, I agree with you on the, on the managing systems and, and I, I, um, it's not easy. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was a teacher, there was a couple of tough calls that I didn't agree with, but I'm glad I didn't have to make the call. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, right. And, and, and going back to, I hope I'm not, well, actually, I, you know, I hope I'm not offending. That's why I've also seen the well, word is not being inclusive. I've seen, I've seen certain things like slowed down way much, so much because, okay, let's pause to be inclusive. Okay, then a couple of people, there's room. Okay, let's pause to be inclusive. At some point, the leader goes, okay, we've had enough opinions. We got to move. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think sports is always such, we, we, we give so many sports metaphors, but in a lot of ways, it is a great metaphor for a lot of things. Like, right. you know, it, it, in some cases, the leader says, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but we got to go. You know what? I don't right. like playing the triangle offense. Okay, I understand. I hear you, but this is the system we're going to play because this is what we've designed and it works best for us. Um, right. And that is not to say that you shouldn't be a thoughtful leader and be inclusive and trying to listen to other people's opinions. I get it. I do. But 
you also, a great leader also has to differentiate between what is being inclusive and what is a person trying to self pres you know, the self-preservation angle. Yeah. Like you, I'm just saying that you're not inclusive because you didn't like my idea and you told me to like, thank you, but no, thank you. These are the yeah. tough calls. Um, yeah. Your idea is valid, but it's not the right idea. It's not good. No, it's, it's, it's a no. great, it's a great idea. I, it's not the right idea for this situation. Right. No, that, that one time I was on Clubhouse and this lady was so mad because everybody else was stupid. And if everybody just believed and invested in what she had, then the world would be better. And everybody's stupid. And, and the, finally, the guy goes, maybe, just maybe, your product's not great. And, I, and I, you know, the righteous indignation. How dare you? And I've seen other people like, man, when I make this money, then I'm going to help you. And, you right. know, and then this, I'm mad because people aren't helping me so I can help you. I'm like, well, I, right. okay, but you might want to listen to others. And uh, yeah, but those are the tough calls. And, and I, I don't know, I, like I, I'm, I, every morning we talk about certain topics and these are the things that I struggle with as well. I mean, like it's being unpopular, being disliked hurts. Yeah. But, but if you don't, if you don't want to be disliked, and this is for every leader out here. Steve Jobs said, said this, go sell hot dogs. <laughs> right. Who doesn't like hot dogs? And if they don't like hot dogs, that doesn't mean they don't like you. And by the way, everybody can lead. You know, I, I, I remember, you know, when, when I would go to a teacher conference and sometimes it would be cliche and sometimes it would ring true. Just because you're not the principal doesn't mean you don't lead. You lead your classroom, but you also lead some discussions. Other teachers see how you conduct yourself. Sometimes when you have some great insights, you send it up the food chain and the principal, principal or the superintendent may go, wait a second, this is cool. So by no means are Jamal and I saying that this is for an elite class or for just a select few. Matter of right. fact, I think, I think when leaders, actually, well, my friends, um, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. His philosophy for recruiting teachers was he recruits well, he treats them well, and he wishes them well. Cause he knows yep. that if he finds the best and he treats them with the most respect, chances are they're going to leave because right. they've got it and they want to lead their own bunch now. And this right. is what happens when, you know, people are like, you know what, I want to lead my own school now, or in some cases lead an organization or lead a church or lead something else. Like, cause they right. got some great, like the leaders, great leaders. It sounds cliche, but it's hundred percent true. And, right. and, and I think that's one thing that I've, thoroughly enjoyed as our paths keep crossing you know I, I like in the last couple of weeks all of a sudden I realized how many people I I had friends in Tampa and all of a sudden yeah. I'm like wait a second Jamal meet some and, and what the, and then they call me back and they're like man Jamal why didn't you tell me about him and it's just so fun to see people that cross paths that have that right that, that mindset and then that that opportunities create opportunities and everything else so i can only imagine some of the students you've had that all of a sudden start thinking this way and want to start leading this way and i you know it's one of the reasons why we talk every morning oh yeah oh yeah my brother and, and the few the feeling is definitely mutual but i i guess i guess really to conclude like this this overarching thought um something that you mentioned that i i definitely want to get out the 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 leader that creates systems of leaders. 
and that and I think that's the key. And what I've what I'm learning right now is and this is this is connected to it is from the top down. Everybody tries to create processes that only they can manage. So here's how I'm giving an account for my leadership, and and I, and, and um, a less pretty term, I'm gonna call it justifying my job. But what I'm learning in this season of life, or just in my my aha moment today, I'm working I'm working on a major project for my school, and I'm not gonna give details because I know people will listen to it. I want people still in my ideas and all that good stuff. But I'm working on a major project for my school. And today, as I'm going through all of the different levels of getting things accomplished and aligning resources to support the teacher so they can support the students, what I, I came to this conclusion, the answers that I seek are within the people that I currently lead. And the only way to get the answers is to allow them to lead. So as opposed to me trying to create and dictate every level and think of everything. What I said to one of my leaders today is, um, I said, we have to, I, I had a list of problems on my whiteboard that I'm trying to solve. I said, we have to look at these problems together and problem solve. And then once we problem solve, we go into practice. <laughs> and then once we get into our practice, we have to allow our practice to drive our theory and not theory drive our practice. Because a lot of times in education, we have those things backwards. So we have to become practitioners so we can develop solid theory. So I say that, to, I say all that to say, as, as a leader, we have to move away from job justification as we're trying to manage these systems and you know, we build great relationships and what we want to hear is, man, I'm such a great leader. But what we have to do is, we, what we have to do is create opportunities for the people around us to be great leaders and be great. So that way we can say, I hire well, I treat them well, and I wish them well. That's my two cents. I won't buy you bubble gum at the store, but it'll get you started. No, I've, I just, I, I've always loved that. Recruit them well, treat them well, wish them well. There we go. By the way, I keep I keep finding all these new like oh my gosh I forgot you live in Tampa. If you live in the greater St. Petersburg Tampa area, you need to visit with Jamal. Have buy buy the man a cup of coffee, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. <laughs> either way, either way, or if you're in Indianapolis area, you want to connect. Actually, yeah. man, there, I told you about one of the guys that has really supported the show and um, did the bottle caps for kids thing. Boy, that was a cool outfit. Um, man, mm -hmm. I just like connecting. Well, <laughs> sounds so selfish. I almost said I like connecting with people that listen to the show. Of course I do. Holy cow. I like connecting people, period. But it is, I, I do when people are like, hey, I caught your show. And, I, and you live here in Indy, we should connect. And I just, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a special kind of feeling. But yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I like connecting with people that didn't listen to the show. Matter of fact, sometimes it's easier to talk about. So mm -hmm. anyway, good stuff. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. As always, if you want to contact Jamal and I, you can always do that. You can find us on Twitter. He's at Jamal Crook. I'm at Don Wetrick. And we will always DM you back if you DM us or if you just want to make it a public comment, you can always do that too, as long as it's respectful. So for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick reminding you those opportunities everywhere. We shall see you later.